Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Welcome to Walk On Weekly with your hosts, Nebraska men's basketball players Sam Hoiberg and Jeff Grace III. This is Walk On Weekly, sponsored by the Scarlet Hotel. All right, welcome on in to Walk On Weekly. I am Harrison Arns running the ones and twos. We got Jeff Grace III in studio. Sam Hoiberg just outside the studio door. Heading in right now, and we got the full crew ready to go. Guys are up in the Nebraska gear. I uh, just want to know right off the top of the bat, kind of what your guys' excitement level is for the season. It's coming right around the corner. We got the schedules out. Preseason rankings are out. We'll talk about that. Uh, but nonetheless, what's the excitement level at? I'd say it's really high. Uh, especially with this group. Um, I'd say people are going to have a lot of heads turned um, in the beginning because I feel like just because I was beating Nebraska, I feel like we are so doubted mm-hmm. and like we're at such a disadvantage because I feel like people don't believe us Like when we say like we actually have like a really good team. And I feel like the proof is in the pudding and time will tell what we prove to the people out there in the universe. So, I mean... I'm excited. Everything's uh, looking to form in the right way. Uh, just got to keep the piece together and stay connected as a group. Fight through adversity because we know basketball is a game of inches and runs. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, just hope everyone stays healthy. Sam, where's your energy levels at? Yeah, I'm, it's really starting to get there for me because I've been watching media day today. Uh, the big the rank, Joe and CJ went uh, up to Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And, did that but seeing them talk about college basketball again that was getting me thinking about it more and yeah I'm, I'm starting to get really really pumped the team's coming along we got a little bit more to develop and get better at but this team is as high as I've been on going into a season since I've been here so yeah I'm definitely very excited and then do you guys want to talk about the preseason rankings about where they where we they can. land you Jeff you kind of chimed in on it okay. and uh Again, you have a point there because I think, let me double check. I think Wisconsin's five. Uh, and again, these are preseason rankings. <laughs> these, no worries, they, no never go, they never stay the same, right? Uh, yeah, so Wisconsin, they're sitting at five. You kind of mentioned it. Nebraska gets the doubt. But Wisconsin had the same record last year as you guys, and they're sitting at five, and you guys are sitting at 12. Mm. Wow. I did not know we were up that high. Or excuse me. That high? What like, do you mean, like, like low? Yeah. Like, like bad, in, yeah, in that term, like my fault. Yeah, yeah, that, like, yeah I guess you they got you guys above way. Minnesota and Penn State. Twelve, I love it. I'm all for it. Do you guys even pay attention to when that stuff comes out? Not at all. You can't. I mean, you can use it. Use it for like use a chip it. on your shoulder that, or anything. I mean, we, board. Yeah, we already have a chip on our shoulder. That I mean, we don't need anything else to push us to play harder. We already play, play really hard, but um, yeah, it just adds to the fire. I mean, that's. Let's just say we'll just we'll just see where it's at now, and we'll see where it's at, at the end of the season before we can really talk about it. Okay, let the let the play do the talking. Where we do finished, you got? We finished tenth last year. Was yeah, I want to I want to say tenth. Yeah, and just just short of uh, or not just short, making the Big Ten tournament, and then uh, played Minnesota. Right, I think you played yep. Minnesota, mm-hmm. and then uh, that creek goes to. Ohio State transfers out, which always again that one always surprised me. I always thought he was going to go. I thought him transferring was battle. always 
battle. battle. Yep. I always thought he was going to go to a team that was winning, you know, like a winning program. But again, find your spot. But what is practice kind of looking like for you guys at this point? It's getting, I asked Ramel Lloyd Jr. a little bit about it, but obviously he's in rehab, so he can't be there uh, throughout the drills with you. What does it kind of look like in this ramp up moment for Nebraska basketball? Um, Every day is definitely competitive. Like, that's something I noticed going into the summer, like, during Spain and everything, like, every practice is competitive. Like, if we could play for hours and, like, a whole day, we would play for the whole day. <laughs> like, sometimes, like, coach just has to stop us just because, like, it's just enough. Like, we've just, like, hit our loads and, like, we've maximized our time. Uh, but practice is definitely as competitive as it can be. And I feel like every guy is just enjoying each other and just having a good time in the moment because we know, like, we can't take it for granted. And, like, with the season coming around, like, it's going to go by so fast. But at the same time, we got to enjoy it because uh, once we're actually in the season, it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Like, we get, like, pretty much no days off when the season comes around. So everyone's locked in, prepared, getting ready for the battle. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, you guys will – what's your guys' opening night? You have the scrimmage. Where I know Dylan's going to be up there. Omaha's going to be there. What's your actual first game on the schedule? So we have a close scrimmage against Utah on the 21st, I believe. Yeah, I'll pull up the schedule for you, too, yeah, while you guys are talking about 20th. it. And then 28th or mm-hmm. 29th, we play Doan, which is an exhibition. And then I think game one is November 6th. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think it is November 6th, and I'll pull it up here for you guys. Um, but, you know, opening up the season, how important is it for you guys to kind of get off to a fast start, especially with the season being such, you know, college basketball goes by quick, like Jeff Grace third said, you know, how important it is for you guys to kind of get off uh, and know what your identity is right off the bat. Things can change, but you know, how important is that? Yeah, I mean, if you look at our schedule, it's very manageable at the start of the year. Um, So we got to win. We got to win those games. And that's how everybody's thinking right now. It's not just me thinking that. Mm-hmm. We talk about it. Like, I remember Coach Ernie not long ago he really said he's like who should we lose to in that first month and then there's those three power five games we got oregon state k-state and creighton we gotta i mean see what happens in those obviously we're planning and going three and oh in those so Mm -hmm. we we really have a lot of belief in ourselves and we know that with our schedule we're gonna have to have a great record if we want to make our goals because we can't flop those games or it's going to be terrible for our resume. We want to make the tournament this year. That's all we're thinking about. So we got to really get off and win those games more than anything. Yeah, man. I mean, what would that mean for you guys personally? If this was the team, not only to get to the tournament, but give Nebraska fans their first win in the big dance? I would say everything. Like, especially in this community. They deserve it at the end of the day. Like, there's no community really like this. Uh, who really cares about the players as a person, you know? Mm-hmm. And then also, like, from where we started in Spain with, like, having eight guys only playing to, like, now having a full team. Like, it's just full circle moment. And, like, I feel like all the hard work will act honestly pay off. And, like, we can't really, like, get too high or too low at the end of the day. Like, we kind of just got to stay maintained, constant, throughout the whole season and uh, kind of just lean on each other because we know through the tough moments, like, they're going to come. Like, our coaches, like, they push us in practice and, like, make us think, like, we're in those tough environments and everything, like, going into it to, to see how we react. And, like, when those moments come about, like, how 
will that make us a better person, better player? And like, what are we going to do in those moments to determine the outcome pretty much? Mm -hmm. So like our coaches are changing our mindsets and like allowing us to adapt in in in-game situations because on the road, like we won't get any calls, you know, and that's helped us a lot. I feel like it's helped us grow in a lot of ways, just like as a person and also just as a player, because not everything's going to be handed to you at the end of the day. So like, the coaches like are so brought into it because they're so passionate about each and every day at practice, like the enthusiasm, the energy, just nothing really like it. Does it feel different this year? I'd say similar to last year in terms of culture, which I think is where we want to be at. Mm -hmm. That's where we kind of flipped. It It was last year's team. And uh, we've kind of kept that same energy and same kind of vibe that, I think helped us win games. We went through a lot of controversy last year. And uh that I mean that's gonna carry us to more wins this year. And we gotta I think this year we just have even more talent, more understanding of the system, and we got a lot of experience on the team to where if everything if we stay healthy, this is like that's where we get that belief from. We really think we can be the team that will get that first win. And if we don't, it's a failure of a season. So Everyone that came in here, they're older guys. They want to win. They didn't come here just to use it as a stepping stool to get to the next level. They want to come here and win. So, and getting that first win, especially for me, I mean, my dad is a coach, and I've seen the struggles here, Mm -hmm. and I've seen the wins at Iowa State. And those, I mean, they're such a huge deal over there, but they never had a win here. So if we were able to get that here, I mean, that would be – I mean, the absolute world, uh, I mean, my family, the team, and that would just be, I mean, that's that's what we're here for, to get this Nebraska to get that first win. Yeah, I mean, I'd and, be still And here. more. And more. I like that. Yeah, and it is. It's always kind of, you always look at those teams that have those crazy runs, like the St. Peter's Peacocks, and like so much of it is just confidence. Like once you get there, knowing that you belong, you're in kind of, able to take care of things. I want to ask you guys this. What is something outside stats, outside wins and losses, outside, you know, making a tournament, what is something that you guys can identify with yourselves that every time fans go out and they watch Nebraska basketball, they're always going to see this on the court? Grit. Hands down grit. Because, uh, especially in the Big Ten, you have to be physical enough to maintain the contact that you're getting and mm-hmm. also the contact that you have to provide in order for the to allow your team to win. So grit at the end of the day, like first to the floor, like the little things like that, boxing out, driving with two hands like we always say, and then just the little things at the end of the day because we know the little things at the end of the day can make up, can change the game, honestly. Mm-hmm. Can make it go from us to winning to us losing by one point, maybe two points, like. Just grit. Definitely grit. Hoiberg, got anything to add to it? Yeah, I mean, I'll just add to that. I think grit is definitely one of the things, and then just passion, too. This team has got a bunch of hustle guys, guys that want to do the little stuff that a lot of people aren't willing to do to help win games, and that's another thing that adds to that confidence we have is we have a lot of dudes that are willing to put their body on the line and play how you need to play to get those gritty wins when the ball's not going in the hoop. And I, I think one thing this season that we haven't really had is I think we got a chance to be a really good rebounding team. 
I mean, we, I mean, I play against Rank and Josiah every day in practice. When they're out there in the same lineup, it is very difficult to get rebounds defensively. Like, they are just monsters. They're attacking every time. Rink's a little more methodical with it. And <laughs> he's going super hard. He's strong, very strong. Very strong. Uh, and then Josiah is just going to bulldoze you until he can get that ball, and he's not going to stop. And then we got other dudes. Jawan Gary, another really good offensive mm-hmm. rebounder. And Bryce Williams is athletic, dynamic, can be a really good offensive rebounder. And then you got other guys that can just make the hustle plays to get those. Like, I'm going to do my best to get some of them. I may be a get-back guy, but coach will give me the freedom to go in there if I can see that I can get one and get an extra possession for us. I think we got a lot of dudes that can do that. So what is that? You, you mentioned Josiah Alec. Obviously, transfer uh, from New Mexico, New Mexico State, I think. Was New Mexico or New Mexico, New Mexico State? Mexico. Okay, just New Mexico. Just New Mexico. Transfers in. I think a lot of people look at him as a guy who's going to have pretty good impact on the defensive end of the court. You know, what are you guys kind of seeing from him, and what has he already added to your roster that you're seeing in practice? Mentioned the size, the rebounding. What are, you know, what is those kind of other assets on the defensive end of the court? I'd imagine he's probably not your favorite guy to go <laughs> and drive at if he's underneath the rim. Yeah, but just – you want to go first? Just, like, his knowledge, like, Josiah's a guy who, like, obviously he talks a lot on the court, <laughs> but, like, at the end of the day, like, I feel like you need guys like that to, like, build chemistry as well. Um, and also, like, he just, like, knows the right spots to be in. And at the end of the day, he's going to put his body on the line no matter where or where the ball is or, like, where he is. So you want kind of those, like, tough, physical, like, can't-be-broken Type of dude yeah, like you see him, you know, teams will look at him knowing it's not going to be easy. You know, yeah. it might beat him this play on here, another play here, but he's not going to give up and it's not going to be easy every time we go out the rim. Yeah, no matter what, one thing I've noticed, he will never give up, no matter where he is on the court. Yeah, and uh, what does he kind of look on the offensive end? You know, again, I think a lot of fans look at him, obviously, he's going to be a good rebounder. Athleticism-wise, you kind of assume he's going to have that strength on defense, but offensively, what are you kind of seeing out of Josiah Alec? Yeah, people don't realize he's a skilled offensive player, too. I mean, he can shoot it. He didn't have a good uh, shooting season last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just went through a big, I think, just mental slump. But he has the mechanics and the work ethic to be a really good shooter. He shot 35-plus at UMKC both of his years there. Or I think two of – I know he shot above 35% for at least two seasons there. And uh, so you know it's there. It's there, and he's mm-hmm. been he's been working hard. He's been hitting shots as long as he can stay out of his head, and that's one thing I kind of struggle with at times. So I try to help him with that too. It's just you got the mechanics down. You can make shots. You just got to do it and not be don't tweak yourself every single time because you're not gonna have confidence if you're doing that. And I th- when he's out of his head, he's really been shooting it well, and he's done it at a high level. And then he's a strong driver. He can dribble it, can handle it a bit more than people probably expect. I think at New Mexico, he was kind of in a limited role at the five where they had guys yeah. that um, were like elite isolation scorers, but uh, it didn't give him much opportunity in that offense. And he just had to go get his in the pick and roll or get an offensive rebound. But he has more skill than he showed there. I mean, he averaged 15 at UMKC. So he's a pretty skilled offensive player, too. So that, he's not just def- defensive, um, he's got both sides. Absolutely. Is there any other players on the, this year's roster that kind of you feel like fans are maybe going to be surprised to see have such a significant impact on the court? I mean, I think there's going to be so many different guys that contribute 
That's a good point. Every single game, but Bryce is going to have big games. He had uh, we had our first inter squad scrimmage on uh, I think last Tuesday, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just one half, and he had twenty six points. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, then obviously, I mean, everyone knows about Kase. He <laughs> his first inter squad scrimmage I saw him play, and he had thirty three in a twenty minute half. That sounds about right. I, I saw in the preseason. Uh, Big Ten, all Big Ten team. They already put Casey yeah, on there. He's on there. He's mm-hmm. he's been. I mean, he he started the other day, zero for six in practice, and then uh, after that, he was eleven for twelve. And <laughs> I think I think nine of those were threes. Mm-hmm. That mean, sounds. And they right. were not <laughs> easy threes. They were tough ones. Um, but yeah, we we got some explosive scores there. Uh, Rink probably shoots it better than people think. Uh, Josiah, same thing. That'll be surprising to people. CJ, I mean, he's an elite shooter. He's almost up there with Kese when he's got it going. So I'm really hoping that it's going to click this year. I mean, we've seen it before. His uh, first year here mm-hmm. in Big Ten play, he shot 47% from three. So he's done it before, and we expect him to do that. Um, he's been shooting it really well in practice. And uh, Jamarcus has done a really good job at the one as well. And He's running the offense the way we want it to be ran, and he's going to be really effective for us there. Absolutely. Who do you think uh, – you kind of talked about, you know, obviously Bryce Williams being an athletic freak before. Who do you think this year – who's the first one to get a poster? Poster? Mm-hmm. Juwan? Yeah, definitely Juwan. I think Juwan. Juwan, uh, Juwan. <laughs> Juwan has the best chance for sure. Because he'll be playing a lot. In, Especially like on defense where he like gets a lot of deflections. Crashes hard. You see it in practice? His, Posters? His, yeah. His first practice back live this summer, he got a put-back poster. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it doesn't happen all the time, but right, definitely as much as anyone. And Bryce is right up there, too, because he's got long arms. He can get up there. Yeah. I can see that. Rink, Rink's Rink, been getting Rink, bouncy lately. Rink moves a lot better. than That's one thing that might surprise people. It surprised me. He... He moves well. Rink? Yeah, he's, he's known as kind of a below-the-rim player, but, I mean, mm-hmm. posted someone the other day. Like he, he can, He's been getting bouncy. He, he can jump a little bit. He can move a little bit. He had a knee injury that kind of slowed him down for a little bit, but I think that – and that was, like, years ago. That wasn't this yeah, year. Yeah, right, right. He had, like, an ACL tear. Um, Maybe that's all what's slowing him down. I don't now know. Like fully he, healed. He's, yeah, he's not jumping he's, out the gym. He's not a freak, but he's a, he can move well. He's very capable. So might surprise some people. He might. And what then you're Joe Joe could yeah, as well. Joe. And then if Matar's playing, Matar will definitely have a chance because that dude. <laughs> I mean, we we did a vertical test a couple weeks ago, and I think the top of it was the top of the backboard, and he they had to raise it higher because he over jumped the whole thing. How tall is he? Six nine, probably. Yeah, he's got to be like six. Six nine with a seven something wingspan, seven three maybe. Oh my lord! Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's got that so, verticality underneath it. I don't want to overhype up Mozart because he's. I mean, he's got some developing to do. It, right. But uh, he's got. Potential. He's he's got. He kind of reminds me like he's not as big as a, as this guy, but he's kind of got the potential to be like a Cliff from uh, Rutgers, Cliff Om- Omarui. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't it's, want to butcher his name. Yeah, but I think it's Om Om. It's spelled Omarui. Omarui or something I think it's, like that. I think yeah. it's actually how you say it too. Um, Cliff's a little bigger, but I mean, Matar's got that natural, like just ripped body. Like, mm-hmm. 
he's going to put on more pounds. He's, I don't think he lifted before he got here very much, and he's going to get stronger. Like, Cliff is big now. Um, he's a little bit taller, but just really long arms and then very athletic. Mm -hmm. So the more he can develop his brain to be more accustomed to college basketball and get stronger and – I mean, he's got a chance because there's some plays where he gets the ball on offensive rebound and he finds an angle and just reaches up there and dunks it. And you're like, can't guard that. <laughs> so, I'm, I mean, ceiling for sure. That, I mean, that guy is one of the best players in the country, uh, Big Cliff. But he kind of reminds me of that. Like, he's shown flashes that hopefully one day he could be a type of player like that. How long does it take, like, for you guys personally, when you got to that college level, you know, you got the raw talent. But now it's time to kind of get polished, really figure out how to play in that college offensive system. You know, how big is that learning curve? For me, uh, I would say probably like two, three years. I'd say go three years for sure. Okay. Going into my third year, kind of like learning the system and like uh, understanding like where I should be on the court. And like also like film helps a lot with it, like watching huddle and stuff like that. Um, and just like talking to the coaches and like getting their viewpoint on like what's going down and like just remaining remembering the key terms helps a lot too because like with our offense like the spacing and everything like that's very valuable and important mm -hmm. so like just knowing like the key terms and where you're supposed to be will be a lifesaver absolutely sam uh i think jeff and i have a little different because we yeah played scout team so like during the whole season portion we like our first years, it was the first year and a half for me, first year for Jeff, but we were not running our team's offense. We would just get our little, our summer and fall portion of running that. Mm -hmm. So we might have different viewpoints, but I think I was still learning it kind of last year when I was even playing. Like I should say like when you're comfortable, like you're not perfect, yeah. but you start, you're comfortable with the system you're running. Yeah, I would say I started to get comfortable towards the end of last year when I was playing it, getting a lot more reps in it. Um, but one thing I've realized with our systems that I didn't really know, my, I just feel like my game IQ, my understanding of basketball has just jumped so much from just being like a student of just watching what my dad does as a coach. I mean, I didn't realize how elite his offensive mind was. When I come here, I knew what people said about it, but I didn't. I'd never really seen it up close. Never analyzed the game like that growing up, to where I would notice that. But now that it's year three, like I know he puts us in the right spots on every play. We just <laughs> we got to make the read. It's a pro style offense, so it's not like he he keeps saying like you can't ask me what to do on this play. It is your read. You got to give what the defender's giving you because I'm gonna give you five options on one play if you read it correctly you're going to score so it's puts a lot of trust on the players 100 100 and like it it takes a little time to kind of learn that but once you do then it's, it's a beautiful thing i'm sure it's great to, it's to, a beautiful thing <laughs> that's probably great too to when you have a head coach like that that is willing to give his players the trust like here's the tools but I'm not going to give you scripted plays. Like You guys got to go and figure it out. So, again, we're excited for the season, and we'll talk more about that in the next segment. we got a couple here left, but we got to throw it to break. Went a little over on this one. This is Walk On Weekly. I'm Harrison running the ones and twos. Sam Hoiberg, Jeff Grace III, host as always. We'll talk to you guys in a little bit.